on Golden Pond. <laughs> that was not Jimmy Stewart. What? On Golden Pond? That's not Jimmy Stewart. That's Fonda. Oh yeah. That's the old man old man Fonda. Who am I thinking of? The fuck if I know. Well, if hanging out and drinking is something that you want to do, well, let me introduce you to my boys, Mad and Drew. For fun and laughs and spirits, there's just one place to go. It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show. Whiskey Tequila Friday Show with my boys, Matt and Drew. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. And uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And a Happy New Year (laughs) in jail. (laughs) And Happy Friday to everybody out there. And welcome to another show, Whiskey Tequila Fridays. I'm Matt. I am the whiskey guy. I bring the bottle of whiskey. Try to help teach and bring Drew along with my whiskey journey and uh, my partner, Drew. I'm the tequila guy. I bring the bottle of tequila. Try not to sound too stupid. (laughs) We're going to taste some whiskey, taste some tequila. We're going to educate. We're going to libate. Try to maybe make a cocktail or two. And uh, let's see. What else? Maybe have a little fun. Absolutely. All right. What do we have today? In the tequila glass, I'm bringing in the Grand Mayan Ultra Aged. This is the five-year Extra Añejo. And I wish that we had a camera because that is the prettiest ceramic bottle. By far the most beautiful bottle you've ever seen. Yes. Yeah, it's ornate. It and these are these are hand-painted. Hand-painted, absolutely. I would go 100%. There's a, there's a little rule of thumb with tequila is that if, if the bottle is that good looking, the juice isn't worth it. Right. This one bucks that trend. All right. We're going to break that rule. We are definitely breaking that rule tonight. How about you? What do we got in the whiskey? All right. So we have a little Merry Christmas to Matt. <laughs> so I treated myself. Treat yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't cheat yourself. <laughs> I came across this bottle. I have been eyeing it for... Many, many years. It's always on the shelf at a bar. It's always at, you know, um, a whiskey group or a club that I go to. I'm like, oh, I want to get one of those. And I've been able to taste some, sample some, but I've never owned my own bottle. Okay. Finally found one, came across it. It is the Willet Straight Rye Whiskey. It's the family estate four year small batch rye. So it's a beautiful, awesome. beautiful bottle. It's got that nice. You know, the nice Willet seal on that. Right, like the family crest. The crest, right. Not that easy to find. So this is the first time that the tequila is aged longer than the whiskey. Ooh, how long is the whiskey aged? So we got a four-year rye here. Oh. And a five-year extra añejo. Yep. So how about that, listeners? Just when you thought... That you knew what was going to happen. <laughs> we, we we throw it on its ear. I don't know if anybody out there had to pull the car over. 
and take a minute to soak this all in. But yes, g- give me a minute. Yeah, give wait. Me a minute. <laughs> but yes, this is definitely different. Usually we're talking about 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, maybe 12 months. Right. And we geek out about how the aging has to be in the soil. The agave right. has to be in the ground right. for at least five, six, eight years, right. right? Right. And how the whiskey itself is harvested, mashed, milled, fermented, and distilled. Sometimes, in a season. Sometimes, yeah, in a, in a, in a season. Right. Yeah. Right. The true aging is only in the barrel. Right. After it's, you know, distilled. Right. But I think the other thing we could bring up is this is the one time, or at least the first time, the tequila is darker than the whiskey. Yeah. Once again, really wish we had a camera for you guys because it looks like we poured the wrong thing in the wrong glass. The Glencairn is typical whiskey caramel color. And then this Añejo, oh my gosh, it looks like a honey wine. It's it's so golden and dark. Once again, we are a little geeking out. We're a little excited here. <laughs> a little excited. Yeah. And I think we should explain the Merry Christmas. I have no idea when this is getting released. Yeah, we have no idea what we're doing. But we're recording this around Christmas. Yeah. And I dropped a, a little reference there, Happy New Year in Jail. Can you name the movie? I cannot. <gasps> no, you got me there. I, I don't. Seriously? No. I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll know it when you say it, but... It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, see, I don't like that movie. What? No, no, mm-mm. I do not like that movie. Really? Yeah. I end up hating that character so much. George Bailey. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Jimmy calling Stewart. You, I'm calling you out, George. Yeah, I... I wow. No, Interesting. Tell me how many people are going to really forgive you if you do and say all But what the, did he do and say? He was just... I don't think you've seen this movie. I think you got to watch it again. Maybe I do. I don't know. All I remember is a guy that is just sour and he's just hateful. Mm. And he, like, he, he, mm. like he doesn't have anything to live for, right? I mean... When I was a kid, and this would come on because it came on every Christmas season. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And you know, we're, you, we're that generation where it wasn't a Christmas story or Elf. It was, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, yeah. A Christmas story came in a little bit later, but it wasn't on TV right away. We right. were older before that right. got no, on they TV. They didn't do the twenty-four hours thing no. on TNT. Right? No. No. I found the beginning part to go on a little bit long when they talked about his childhood or whatever. But now, as an adult, I I can appreciate it more. Sure. But I, I see what you're saying, and I can see where if you watch this back in, like, grade school, high school, or whatever. Yeah. I was put off by him. Oh. Like I, oh, man, you got to watch it again? Maybe I do. I mean, I love Jimmy Stewart. I, I mean, he's a great one of the greatest actors. And, again, who knows when we're going to air this. If this is going to be, like, a Christmas in July, you know, so be it. That's fine. But we are going to treat ourselves... With these glorious spirits here. We are. So, sorry if you can't find these, but they are out there. No, you know what? A little bit of hunting. That will it may be hard to find, but Grand Mayan is everywhere. Is it? It is everywhere. This is a little bit, if we can go back to hunting. Yeah. A little bit of a hunt for me. In Chicago, this thing is 110 to 125 bucks. Found it in California for 75 Okay, so the hunt wasn't that you found something that wasn't findable. It was that you just found a much, much better price. Just such a good price yeah, okay. that I couldn't help but buy it. Right. While we were, and I, and you know, 
I found it at the big box liquor store. Yeah. In Redondo Beach, right? This wasn't like right. hunting even in California. Yeah. It's just $75 there versus $125 here. Yeah. And comparably for the Willet Rye, I've seen this around mm-hmm. and I did come across this at price, you know, $54.95 or whatever, $54, $55 and change. And it was Christmas time. I just said, why not? You, you know, got to do it. I had, I had to. Yeah, you know, I'm, fi- to. I'm just, just a quick Google search. Most places have this at, here's 92. A lot of places have this around 70 bucks. It runs, uh, it plus, runs high. Plus shipping if you need to get it shipped. Yeah. I think because of its allocation, I don't think they make a ton of it. Okay. It's also cask strength. Okay. Right? So that, people, people pay up for proof. Right. People pay up for proof. Yeah. It's that's a, a t-shirt. Cute little alliteration. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Right. <laughs> oh, man. I think somebody would be upset if they got that t-shirt in the mail. But yes, it's right. a t-shirt. What Are we, so, we going to sip this thing or yeah, just let's, talk let's, it to death? Let's, let's, let's nose it a little bit while I geek out just a touch. Mm-hmm. So Willet used to source their rise. They were one that did not go with the ever popular, now well-known MGP, or which is now, I think, Ross and Squibb. But... Everyone was sourcing from MGP for their rise okay. for, forever, right? All right. They were, it, they don't disclose exactly where, but one theory is several sources like Bernheim and Jim Beam and Four Roses, a lot, lot of locations, and then blending them. However, around 2013, 2014, started to release or distill their own and bottle their own. And I think they started with a two year rye. Then they went up to a four-year, and now I think they also have the, the six-year rye, which I think you can still find each of those, but again, depends on the allocation and how rare it is. But this one is going to be their juice. It's 112.2 proof. The mash bill is not fully known. It's believed that they blend two mash bills. They have a 75 and then a 51, but we don't know what the ratio is. And when we first cracked this, put it in the glass, I got a ton of dill, almost a dill pickle. But with some time, with some air, we've been swirling it while we've been jabbering and (laughs) while I've been incorrectly guessing actors and movies. Now it's really well balanced. It's a ton of baking spices. You get that yeah. cardamom and caraway and all the rye baking spices, a little bit of dill. So do you get caramel? I, I feel like there's a sweetness there. There is, but it's it's faint. Just with the oak, too. I get a little bit of oak and a mm-hmm. little bit of caramel. But I feel like with other ryes, and I love this about other ryes, it's like sticking your head in the bag of rye bread. Rye bread. Yep. It's just smacking you with dill, caraway, all those rye spices. This is more subdued. It's more balanced. Right. But I can't wait. Are we ready? I'm ready. Cheers. Cheers. There's a lot going on there. A lot going on. I mean, God bless cast strength rise. <laughs> I mean, the finish the finish is just, it's still going, mm-hmm. right? After you edit out all of our smacking. Right, of course. Our, We've we've been just sitting here, just going and going with this finish. And right. Yeah, I put in two or three seconds of dead air, but what that really is like two or three minutes of us going, oh wow, yeah, you know, smacking yeah. our lips, and it's all over the place. I would say it's fairly balanced in terms of: do you get licorice? Yes. Do you get 
baking spices, the cinnamon, the cardamom, the, the rye, all of it. And I get some caramel. I get a little bit of oak. Mm-hmm. It, it's all there. Nothing was stronger than the other, in my opinion. What about you? Again, I don't know when these are dropping, but a, a recent episode talked about like some tastes came up, then they went down, and then something else came up, and it went down again. I got that a lot on this one, where I felt like there was a rich, fruity flavor, maybe a raisin. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, I don't no. think it wasn't red. It wasn't like cherry. No, there's, yeah, no, it's it's more of a of a dark dried fruit. Yes. And figs, then figs and raisins. Figs, absolutely. Figs, probably figs, raisin. Yeah. And then that rye spice kicks up and then everything kind of deadened down and then it picked back up almost with a cinnamon burn mm-hmm. that dies back down and then even carries on into the finish. I just, I just felt like I went up and down like two or three times where something hit me <laughs> and then came back down and then something new hit right and came back down. Right. I mean, that's an experience. That that's an not experience. just a sip. That was an experience. Yeah. Let's do it again. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I got a little something different on that second one. How about you? Yeah. I Actually, the licorice came out a little bit more mm-hmm. for that. Um, what about you? So maybe for me, more rye spice, even to the point where it was almost like toasted bread. Okay. Or maybe like toasted rye bread. Yeah, sure. And then this time, more than the last time, a real drying at the end. Yeah, no, it's definitely not mouth-watering. Mm-mm. It's more of, a, more of a drying effect. I think that a lot of the higher proof cask strength is going to lend... It, it's to hard being... to have your mouth watering when there's <laughs> 60% booze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tends to be a little hot, yeah, a little dry. Right, a little, little evaporative. <laughs> yeah, but I added a couple drops of water for my third sip. I don't know if you're still going, you're going strong. Well, should I? I'm, no, I guess I'll, no, no, no. You do you, man. I'm going to have a uh, consistent experience here. We want to get all of the... Ooh, lean in for it. Nuance. Don't drop your cap into the whiskey like I did. <laughs> right, I took notes. <laughs> Okay, so we've both added a little bit of water. Right. What do you, what do you think that was? A solid two, three drops yeah, two, three in drops. still an ounce? Yeah, I have less than an ounce, but... Ballpark? Yeah. Two, three drops and three quarters of an ounce. Right. Fair enough. All right, let's try it. Ooh. Hot. Did it get hotter for you? No. No, in fact, it softened for me. Like, in that time... I think maybe some of the raisin and fig turned into cherry. I did get some cherry. Okay. Yes, I got some cherry. But for me, the cinnamon, the spice, the heat, whew, it amped it up a notch. I Yeah, I'm still tasting. The finish is still going. The finish I mean, is still going. I think this one had, even though it was drying, it had a long finish anyway. Right. Yeah, I mean, this this is a great lesson in finish. If you want to show somebody, like, give them a... 80 proof pour, give them a middle of the road bourbon or rye, and then mm-hmm. smack them in the face with this and just put a stopwatch on and just be like, tell me when you stop tasting this. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. Like, yeah, if you can find this for 54, 55 and change, it's a great rye whiskey. Yeah. But there are others where you could spend less and kind of tiptoe yourself into the waters of rye, you know, before you're smacked with a cask strength rye. So speaking of the holidays, mince meat pie. Mm. Have you had it? Yes. Of course. Yeah. 
the fruit, clove, allspice, all that stuff. I like this is this reminds me of minced meat pie. Okay. All right. It's it's got some fruit, but all of the savory spices. Yes. For for me, it's still heavy on the licorice. Okay. I, I'm still getting a lot of that anise, you know, so yeah. that I see what you're saying about how you get the savory, get the baking spices, get, you know, even some of the, the pie crust. It's got a fairly high barley mash bill. Oh sure. You know, the eleven percent barley or yeah. whatever that they use. So that, use. that toasted rye bread became pie crust. Right. Yeah. It comes into like a, a little bit of pie crust. <laughs> All right. It. Yeah. I yeah, I think That's it's a, a great find. I it's, a, I, it's a banger for me. Yeah. I Absolutely. Love it. This is one of those things where maybe I don't keep it on my bar all the time. Right. But when I find it at the right price, I pick up a bottle. When it's gone, I wait till I find that bottle again. Yeah. That might be a year. Yeah, right. Maybe next Christmas I'll buy another sure. one or something. Right. So you know what I want to do is I want to side by side this with the the Rye 3, the RY3 cask strength rye whiskey that we got through the Wheaton Whiskey Club. Okay. You would try, but it's been a while. It's been a long time. I do want to side by side that with that rye because it's cask strength, and I remember liking it. I remember it being yeah. really punchy, really lots of rye Do you spices. have any more yeah. of that? Oh, yeah. I got oh, it. Oh, well, let's... We'll side by that side. That sounds it. like an episode. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, are we ready to move on? Let's move to the tequila. I am excited about this. So I would love to geek out on this, but Grand Mayan's website is terrible. Okay. I've got this from Gnome 1459. Currently at 1173. It was previously at 1137. Mm. Tough to say where our listeners are going to find it on their shelves. Or even why they're bouncing around. All three of these are mass production, tons of brands. Okay. It's a five-year extra Añejo at, let's just call it 100 bucks. Yeah. 75 in California, 125 in Illinois. That's pretty inexpensive for a five-year. That's a really good deal when you consider... How long the whole process has to take, but um, it, it makes you wonder, like you know, just taking five years to age this, right. and that gnome has bounced around so many times. Are they moving the stock? So that's where they're getting their juice, and then they go and age it. They could go and age it anywhere. I don't know if that's how it works. We know that it is fermented in stainless steel, stainless steel pot. Still, it's going to use a roller mill for the crushing. As opposed to a Tahona. Again, at this price point, you have to be as efficient as possible. Sure. I ain't mad at it. No. Two times distilled. The cooking is a high-pressure autoclave. An Instapot. Mm-hmm. Again, you have to be more efficient to get a five-year at this price point. Sure. The bottle is gorgeous. This is a clay bottle. Like an old like an old Mexican grandmother just sitting there painting? or You know, I didn't see it like old Mexican grandmothers, but definitely these are hand-painted. Sure. I mean, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. This is a, I mean, this is the kind of bottle you keep around to, right. you know, put a flower in or something. I mean, exactly. this is a, yeah. you know, I don't know yeah. if you would eat that flower. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I know you, I would, right? Because yes, flowers would, aren't food. I would no, decorate my bar with, that, oh, em- for with sure. that empty bottle. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. Absolutely. Uh, you could put this on your dining room table. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's that good looking. Yeah. What are you smelling on this one? Oh, it's just a great balance of agave and oak. Different times I go in, it's oak, and then it's agave, and then it's oak, and it's agave. Neither one jumps out more than the other. The color is just, I mean, we talk about the color, you know, 
It's just like this someone... is a dark amber, yeah. copper color. It's darker than the Willet Rye. It is, which is not light. No, <laughs> no. This is just this tequila is that dark, and I'm with you. I always talk all the time about how I feel like the American palate. You're all you're gonna smell is agave. Right. No, not on this one. This one is agave. This one is oak, caramel, maybe vanilla. Almost in equal proportion across the board. Right. Mm, I'm ready. Are you? I am definitely ready. Salud. What do you got on that one? Okay, are you ready? I am. Because it's so balanced, I had this picture of, let's say, two waves of flavor. Okay. Okay. Two, two waves coming at me from both sides. Vanilla and agave. I got you. Right at the same time. You know, sure. Just 50-50, both. And then, then it washes over with just these, the softest of oak, the sweet, soft oak note, and then a little tiny bit of that cinnamon and toffee into that. Ooh, okay. Into that, into that finish then. The finish was nice and long. Maybe a tiny bit of pepper, but I wouldn't call this spicy at all. Nope. It's... It's so aged and so smooth and so well-rounded. I felt like this one stayed very true to the nose. Yeah. I really like your description of the waves. Equal parts oak, agave, vanilla, and mix it all together and you get caramel in there too. Yeah. It, it was just nothing was overpowering, but I could taste all three or four flavors distinctly. Yep. And simultaneously. Yep. Like it didn't go oak Vanilla no, or no, agave, no. vanilla, agave. No. It was just both just coming in at the same and, time. And actually, we didn't give a lot of time between sips. I'm actually going to rinse out for the second one yeah. because I got the slightest hint of black pepper on the finish. But I wonder if coming off of 112 on the rye, that killed the heat. That's possible. Yeah, it's very possible. What's the movie where one person is like showing the other person to go first, and then that person is showing them to go first, and then they both decide to go through at the same time and they can't fit. Yeah, it's an, old, like, it's an old gag. It's yeah. a gag that's done a lot of yeah. times, and I'm trying to think. But that's what came to my mind. Like, Gotcha. You know, no, you go. No, you go. And then they both go. They, and they both go. And they can't, the, yeah, right, and they can't get through the door. <laughs> but in, in, a, in a good way, though. This is a right. good way. This is a, so you're dropping a little movie gag reference. We started the episode. I dropped a holiday movie reference. Tell me about your holiday movie viewing. I'm a huge fan of A Christmas Story. Okay. I, I could watch that two or three times over the holiday season. Really? You know. Okay. Like, One of my least favorite ones, but yeah. keep going. I mean, I'm, I'm quoting every line, you know, and my okay. daughter's like, shut up. We, we all know what he says. Like, yeah. And I really like The Polar Express. People get oh. people give it a bad rap. The the creepy animation. My daughter thinks that the animation is kind of. She says it's too it's too real. This is called. It's, have you heard what this is? This is the uncanny valley. Have you heard about this? Yes. The more human something is, the more we like it. Which is why when your dog has a human like trait, you just think it's so cute. Right. The more human, the more human, the more human, the more you like it, the more you like it, until it's so close to human, but not quite, that you despise it. <laughs> so that's the valley. It's, and then right. the next step is humans. 
<laughs> which then, of course, you like the most. But I guess I'm living in that valley because I don't mind it. No, you know, I, I it's fine for me. I don't I, I don't find it off putting at all. Yeah, and I love Tom Hanks, so he could do anything, and I we would like, love Tom uh, Hanks. <laughs> does he pee? I don't think he pees. Enough. I don't think he does either. <laughs> Let's, see, Let's not go down that <laughs> rabbit hole again. All right, so and I'm I'm a big uh, Bing Crosby White Christmas. I'm a huge Danny Kay fan, so I love Danny Kay movies. Really? Yeah. So I I could watch them dance every scene, all the dancing, all the singing songs. I every, I love it. Awesome. So White Christmas is on the list. Yes. Oh, definitely. And you could and, even argue it's not even a Christmas movie until like the very. The beginning and then the end. You know what I mean? It's yeah. hardly even. It's more but, about helping this old general. It's it's more about wartime and and then well, the, which, the love which story a lot of those and, movies were. Yes, of course, wartime movies. Yeah. Did you watch that this season? Oh, is yes. that every season? I mean, because I, I, I watched, haven't watched it yet. That's why I'm oh, asking. I watched the White Christmas at least two or three times, and I okay. watch A Christmas Story at least two or three times. All right, and then. Polar Express, I'll do once. Mm-hmm. We we actually paid to rent, like through the streaming sites. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm not sure if it was free, but we might have paid for it to watch Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You paid for that, Do you, you remember that movie? I just watched it the other day. Oh, Because it's on the list. God. You What? No. It's on the list. That you like? You don't know my list. That you enjoy? No, that I just have that to. That you watch. That I okay. just have to power All right. through. All right. So tell me your list, and then I'll throw up. So if I told you I have currently gotten through forty-nine Christmas movies, or what we might call Christmas adjacent okay. movies, would that? <laughs> I saw as you were drinking your water that kind of blew your mind. I watch a lot of Christmas movies. Yeah, I can tell. I like. What's the Tim Allen one? Tim Allen and... The Santa Claus. Well, that one's great. That one I love. Oh, okay. Okay. But he did one Christmas with the Clumps or Crumps or something Ooh, like Christmas that. with the Cranks. The Cranks, yes. I really like that one. I, I think it's cute. I like it a lot, too. Yeah, I enjoy it. I think this is kind of based on a true story. It was originally a book about a family that decides to skip okay. Christmas and all the BS and the... Right. Parties and the gifts and all that stuff. And it became this movie. Fant- I think it's a fantastic movie. Christmas with the Cranks. Yes. I love it. How about what we might call Christmas-ish or Christmas-adjacent movies? Number Die- one on the list. Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. No, that one. And I've convinced my 13-year-old that it's a Christmas movie and she loves to watch it too. Yeah. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> It's a Christmas party. Yeah. There's plenty of Christmas references. It's yep. a Christmas movie. Die Hard 2. Okay. Takes place over Christmas. <laughs> Instead of a building, it's on an airplane. Right. How, any other ones? You got to have some more. Give me some give me the list of movies you have to watch during the Christmas season. Yeah, I mean that would be about it. It would be the the Cranks one. Okay. S- Santa Claus with Tim. I love that one. The original White Christmas with Bing Crosby. Die Hard, Polar Express, okay, Christmas Story, and then I don't know if you count the Peanut Special. I love the Peanut Special. The Peanut Special, I mean, so love, good. I mean, I could listen to that piano. You, you could put that on a loop at a Christmas party, and I wouldn't want to leave. You know, you can take your Mariah Carey. <laughs> no. Oh, seriously? Yeah. No, you can. No. 
Man, it, it ain't Christmas until Mariah Carey <laughs> sings All I Want for Christmas yeah, is You. No. Are you seriously? No. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so we have a little progression in our house. Okay. It starts November 1st, and we watch The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, we like it. Because it bridge, it's starting to bridge the gap between Halloween, Halloween and Christmas. Sure. So that's the first one. Then we got to take a detour because Thanksgiving is in there. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Greatest Thanksgiving movie ever. Trading Places. Definitely Christmas adjacent just because yeah. it takes place during sure. the season. I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Got to sure. watch it. What about Elf? Oh, yeah. Elf is, yeah. Definitely Elf's on my list. Oh, yeah. We just watched that the other night. Yes. Got to watch about, Elf. Forgot about Elf. Have you seen Office Christmas Party? Oh, that one's not suitable for the 13-year-old no. quite yet, but I love... I got you on that, didn't I? I, I don't know. I, I love... I mean, I know I convinced my wife to watch it because she wasn't... She was like, you build up a little bit too much, but she's like, I I love it. She's no, it's like, amazing. It, it's amazing, yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. The Night Before. If you like Seth Rogen, this is as Seth Rogen as you can get. Christmas adjacent, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. The first Lethal Weapon takes place during Christmas. I absolutely, this is one of the first movies I remember seeing in the movie theater that I was way too young to be seeing. Right. How about A Christmas Carol? There's a million versions. Do you like any of them? Scrooged. Scrooged, for sure. <laughs> is my best version. How about the, the Disney one with Jim Carrey? It's the animated one, but Jim Carrey is Scrooge. Yes. Yeah, that one's good. I love actually, it. I actually would lean more towards some of like the original ones, you know, like the old old versions, like the nineteen thirty eight yeah. version. So yeah. I've never seen it. The the one that um the guy that plays Star Trek, Picard. Um, yeah, that was from nineteen ninety nine. It was that's decent. a good one. It was decent, but I would I would lean more towards like the old 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 school ones. Okay, so my favorite one is the one for the made for TV nineteen eighty four with George C. Scott. That's probably the one I'm thinking of. It could be. Like, and then again, it's just nostalgia. And there's a newer one, just came out a couple of years ago, with like Guy Pierce. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. Dude, it's scary. Oh. It's, you could almost watch that at Halloween time. Okay. Four Christmases. Yes, that's a great movie. Four Christmases. Don't have to watch it to have my Christmas be Ooh, I feel like I feel like that one's on my list. National Lampoons. Yes. Gotta, you have yeah. to watch that. Yes. Okay, here's another one. Just Friends. I mean, again, my Christmas won't be incomplete, but when she gets overly medicated and she's got the ice pack around her head and she's got <laughs> the toothpaste in her mouth. I mean, <laughs> she is so funny. Okay. She is so... Why didn't she do more comedy i mean she did the the house bunny so you're talking and anna ferris yes anna ferris yes but why didn't why she has do she not more? done more right she is so funny i mean this she is like hollywood gold she is hilarious she's drop dead gorgeous i'm with and you why has she, she not the, done more she's got the physical comedy aspect yeah. of her of it you know with the the flips and the trips and what do you call right. it the Pratt falls or whatever yeah i i just i yeah i love her you know i <laughs> You remember the, the the girlfriend, the love interest, Amy Smart? Mm-hmm. What happened to her? Well, I mean, she's done some things, but I think she'd gotten to TV for a little bit there. She'd been doing like some... She might have. You know, she married one of those TV carpenters from like Trading Places or, you know, Flip oh. This House. Yeah. 
Like I think she like lives in like Grand Rapids, Michigan, oh, with this okay. guy named like Carl Oosterhaus or something. I can't remember what the guy's name is, but he's like a he's like a carpenter on one right. of those shows. Right. So they're like the two hottest people in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And the the fact that she was the less she was the lesser pretty girl on Varsity Blues. Yes. That's what's crazy. What's crazy about it? Who was the hot one? What was her name? You're the well, starting she, quarterback now. She did Varsity Blues. She did Legally Blonde. Allie Larder. Yeah. Can I give you one more? All right, give me one more. Christmas adjacent movie you have to put on the list. Okay. The Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. What was that about? Gina Davis has amnesia. Yeah, that's She right. thinks she's just a housewife, but it turns out she's a killer. That's a good movie. It, it Way didn't, underrated. It didn't do that great, but yes, very good movie. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. All right. So what you're saying is you've had enough of this conversation. <laughs> Time to sip. <laughs> sip number two. Here we go. Okay, so while I was boring you with Christmas and Christmas adjacent movies, yeah. this had a little more time to mellow out. Yes. Did you pick up any chocolate I on did. that sip? I did, yes. Oh, oh, just I'm a little so bit excited. of that. Just a little bit of that creaminess that chocolate gives. A little right? like a, like milk chocolate, like mm-hmm. buttery, chocolatey. Yes. yes. Very oily, very buttery on the mouth yeah. feel, and rounded and soft and... Yeah, definitely. I mean, we could keep sipping this thing, but I think we've done it. Should we move on to quick sips? There's my answer. (laughs) All right, so as usual, we're sipping the tea. No, we're sipping the whiskey. Right. We're not taking any time. We're not rinsing. We're not doing anything. Going straight into the tequila and then talking about what we found. Absolutely. Here we go. Ready? Let's get a little taste of the whiskey straight into the tequila. Cheers. Cheers. I feel like my tongue is dry and my cheeks are just like flooding. So my my best visual was that my tongue and my cheeks remained hot from the cask strength whiskey. Mm -hmm. And then inside my mouth, I had this soft, sweet agave tequila and then when I swallowed the tequila, all of that spicy edges, my tongue and my cheeks were still hot and burning from the alcohol, but I just enjoyed this delicate, honey, toffee, a little agave. And the finish is still, it's still going, right? Wow. And while we were smacking, I said, I said, can this be mouth-watering and mouth-drying at the same time? Yeah. Because that's... Like, it's just, it's, it, was, it was crazy. That's cool, though, but the agave was subdued for you. The agave was subdued. Oh, so going back to the Willet, I got a lot more of su- of the sweetness versus just being all rye. Right. Then when I got the tequila, the front of the palate here was all agave. Okay. And it had to fade into the oak and vanilla and caramel. And then I'm with you. I feel like my tongue dried out and my cheeks started pouring in moisture. <laughs> so when you said, could it be drying and mouthwatering at the same time? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I liked it. That, I mean, I that it. was phenomenal. Yeah. This is yet another pairing I would not hesitate to sip together. Yeah, no, great pairing. Great pairing. And 
the fact that the tequila is, again, aged longer in the barrel than the rye Crazy. is just, you know, it goes against right? everything that we've been thinking and... If if people are listening to this as they are driving, I highly suggest you just pull over and take it in for a <laughs> don't, minute. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah. Right? Don't. <laughs> so for the next, go the other yeah, way. Yeah, let's, let's rinse out a little rinse bit. Rinse out and go the other way. Going the other way. We're going tequila to the whiskey. So let's do something a little different. All right. Do you have a prediction for what's going to happen going the other way? Well, the thing with these quick sips... doesn't count when you say it yourself. <laughs> All right, go ahead. They don't, they don't know. They, they wouldn't know that I had my phone in my hand while I'm saying oh. it, but whatever. Sometimes what you expect can be thrown mm-hmm. back, and my guess is I'm going to lean more with the tequila first, whiskey second, only because it's cask strength. And then again, Going proof on proof. We're going way up high on proof this time. Mm-hmm. It should just extend the finish. My hope is that rye whiskey doesn't drown out that agave. That some of the agave can linger on through the finish. Because we're gonna get we're gonna get all the spice. We're gonna get all, mm-hmm. you know, we're gonna get plenty of oak, plenty of everything else. Let's see if the agave can tag along with that. That spicy, long alcohol finish. That's kind of what I was thinking. The oak, the caramel, the vanilla, maybe a slight peppery finish on the tequila versus just a straight alcohol proof heat. All going to cancel out and you're going to get agave and rye spices with a, like a sweet, savory mm. mincemeat pie finish. Are you ready? Let's hope. Yeah, I'm ready. Salute. Salute. What do you think? I liked it. So the agave did linger through, but only a tiny, tiny bit. Less than I thought. But what did come through, like you said, it highlighted the sweetness of this rye. It made the rye a sweet, and even some fruit came out. Mm -hmm. More of the cherry came out. I even got some cooked apples, some like cinnamon apples, like an apple pie. Wow. So your mincemeat pie with a bite of the apple pie at the same time, maybe, because you've got some okay. of those savory notes, but then it, for me, this was sweet caramel apple pie. I gotcha. And then for me, the agave died right away. I was hoping it would carry longer and it didn't, but it did change the profile. I don't know that I got as much sweetness as to call it apple pie, but I definitely got... What I was thinking was going to be mincemeat, you know, some fruit, but savory spice, but then a super hot, super yeah. mouthwatering it was, finish. It was a big jump in proof. Yeah. It was, and it was a pleasantly hot finish. It wasn't like a burn your mouth. Right. No, it was good. Yeah. It, it wasn't like a, you know, punch your <laughs> chest type finish. Right. The heat was intensified, but then really mouthwatering. I think I'm... Turning you into a bit of a proof hound, though, because I've tasted some whiskeys with some other friends and they're like, you know, I'm pulling out good stuff. All right. Good stuff. And they're like, no, too hot, too hot, too spicy, too hot. And I I really, truly think that you have to acclimate. You have to warm yourself up to these cask strength whiskeys. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not for the beginner 
drinker. Listen, for the listeners, I'm willing to have five or six drinks before we press record. <laughs> no, But I'm, I'm just saying, in, in general, even just to acquire the taste for these, these friends I'm drinking with, they drink whiskey. It's just that... Yeah. They're used to the 90 proof, 100 proof, you know, maybe right. 107 or something like that. They they don't drink cask strength whiskey. I will often water down my whiskey because I love how it opens up and changes mm-hmm. with a few mm-hmm. drops of water. But having the freedom to do that is what I love about getting a cask strength bottle is that you can be the judge on how much water you want to add. So in a way, and we've discussed this before, that I I feel like the higher proof, especially for the beginner, might mask some of the flavor. Right. And actually make something that's a little thin in flavor profile seem better because you're getting that higher proof. Yes. And the other descriptor that I use, the other analogy that I use, it's like trying to read... The instructions on the bottom of an airplane as it's flying over you <laughs> at 500 right, miles an right. hour. You know, you zoom right. and you're like, I think I saw a cue. You yeah. know, and so, it's like Three Amigos. <laughs> that was a mail plane. How do you know? <laughs> Did you see its balls? Anyway, yeah. The the high proof. It's really hard to pick out a lot of the, you know, the nuance. nuance. Because you're just overwhelmed with alcohol. You're it overwhelmed is, with alcohol. But did you feel like with this one, the high proof doesn't hit you until the finish has already started? I don't want to say mid-finish. No, I don't know if that's... You're right. Well, like we discussed earlier, it has some ups and downs to yeah. it. It had, it had yeah. this kind of roller coaster on the on these flavors that you get the, the rye punch, then it mellows down, then you get the alcohol punch. Right. And I love when spirits do that. I love when it bounces around or it goes up and down. Yeah. I love how that can be so dynamic and so complex. Right. Yeah, that's great. So even though this episode might get a little costly depending on where you live. Sure. This could quickly become a $200, $250 with tax out the door Sure. Friday. Sure. But if you find these at the right price, this is a Great combination. It's a great combination, and I would highly recommend them both. I think they're both worth their money. Share them, right? Oh, man. I mean, have some friends over. That's what these are for. That's what whiskey is for. Yeah, we've discussed this. Open your bottles. Open your tequilas. Open your whiskeys. It's what it's what the whole thing is for. We've discussed this. The idea of having a collection versus having a bar. Yeah. I don't want a bunch of unopened bottles on the shelf. No. That look nice and impress people. No trophies. Give me... Who cares? Yeah, no. And there's no way... Who distilled this, Willet? Willet? Yes. What's his name? <laughs> yeah. There's no way that old man Willet or old man <laughs> Grandmayan, whoever made this, <laughs> sat there and said, boy, I really hope somebody takes this bottle and puts it on their bar and never opens it. Yeah, right. Right, of course. Said no distiller ever. So no. stop keeping unopened bottles on your bar because right. they look pretty or because you want to flex. Right. Open them, share them with friends. Yes. That's what this whole thing is That's about. That's what this whole thing is about. Absolutely. So which direction did you like? Which quick sip you know, did you know, sometimes there's a clear winner. Yeah. Oftentimes, there's a clear winner. Yep. I feel like you could go either way on this, this one. Yeah, this one's 51.49 for me. 
Yeah, it's pretty darn close. Yeah. So which one wins? Which one got 51? For me, actually, it's the tequila second. I like, okay. I enjoyed how the combination of drying and mouthwatering. I like it. And have that hot, warming outer edge like an M&M. With the can, the, the can, the candy shell of the hot alcohol on my tongue and my cheeks, and then that sweet nectar of agave and and wood, that soft yeah. wood, just in the center, like a gooey center. It was it was so it was great. <laughs> I'm not touching that. Okay, so just to play devil's advocate, I'll take the other side. All right. I loved what the tequila did to the whiskey. Yeah, making it sweeter, making it... Having that agave linger, if only for the front of the palate, right. really changed the flavor profile of the rye. And even though that, man, that finish was way hotter. Yeah. Even though it was hotter, it had such a nice mouth-watering feel. It's like I don't mind the heat because the heat is what let me earn all that mouth-watering goodness. Right. Is that fair? Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. And like I said, it was such a close yeah. 51-49. Yeah, we, I, I think we're both right. We're both winners here. We're all winners. We're all winners. <laughs> I so, love it. So that about wraps it up for us. I think um, so. We want to thank you all if you are subscribing and following and listening. We appreciate you. Uh, give us a five-star rating. Follow us and all that stuff. Only five-star ratings. <laughs> and we want to, once again, thank Joby for the music. So awesome. And we ask that you drink responsibly. And we always say that if you're loving whiskey and you're loving tequila, then it's always a Friday. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. Oh, we appreciate y'all hanging, but now it's time to go. Well, come on back for more whiskey to keep a Friday show. That was a big nose inhale. <laughs> Sorry about that.